Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. Well, hi, everyone. How are you doing today? It is so good to be with you. Well, we are, uh, yeah, we are in week two of our series from the book of Luke. So everyone say miracles everywhere. I'm excited about our uh, new sweatshirts that say miracles everywhere. It gives me a really great excuse to wear a hoodie on Sunday. I'm all about that. Hoodie a day until the month of May when possible. But uh, seriously, I'm excited about the, the book of Luke. Because what this series is all about, it's about the ways, the life, and the teachings of Jesus. It, it, it's about, in other words, it's about this miraculous story of heaven invading earth, right? It's about the power and the love of Jesus, and we get to talk about it for a number of months, and I'm so excited about it. So you guys ready to go today? Today's message is titled Names. You know, we are given names in life for all sorts of reasons. We, of course, have our official name we're given, but we're given lots of other names, aren't we? Names to denote a title that we have or a specific role that we play or potentially a nickname that you've been given in life. How many of you have a nickname that you go by in life? Anybody? Raise your hand if you have a nickname. Tell the person next to you if you have a nickname, what your nickname is. Yeah. A lot of us have nicknames. Some of us are simple nicknames. My name, my official name is Timothy, but you all know me as Tim, right? That's a nickname of sorts. How many of you guys give nicknames to your pets? Anybody nickname your pet? No? So uh, here's the thing. I want to introduce you to my dog if you've never met my dog. This is Brody. All 5.8 pounds of Brody. And me and Christy were laughing about this the other day because we started, we hardly ever call him Brody. We have a lot of nicknames for him. In our house, he is also known as Broads, Broadster, Broads to the Roadster, Benna, 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 Boo, Benny, Brody Bear, Brody Bear, Bear, Brody Dogger, Dogger, and Broder the Doter. You with me? Okay. I mean, I don't know why. Anybody do this? Yeah, like 17 of us. The rest of you are like, you guys are weird. But listen, we, we do this. With, with a lot of things, the people we love in life. And the truth is, is I love a good nickname. I, I think they're a lot of fun. And as I was preparing this message, I started to just think about like all the great nicknames of all time. You know what I mean? The great nicknames of all time. And it sent me down a rabbit hole of trying to find what are the best nicknames ever. And then I just found myself, and I couldn't resist. I had to make a top 10 list of the greatest nicknames of all time. You guys down with this? Are you curious? All right. Again, this is my list. You do not have to agree with it. My opinions are my own. Here's what I came up with. Number 10, greatest nicknames of all time, Honest Abe. Honest Abe, a.k.a. Abraham Lincoln, right? You got to respect the nickname that's about honesty, right? Maybe, I don't know, maybe kind of think maybe I could be like trustworthy Tim or something like that. <laughs> just, think, just think about it. Think about it. Number nine. Number nine. Fresh Prince, a.k.a. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith does not go by this anymore, but he should, right? I grew up on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in West Philadelphia. <laughs> you know what I mean? We know it. We know it. I grew up on DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. For real, I did. I had all the cassettes. Anyway, yo home, smell you later, right? Anyway, 
Number eight. Number eight. Billy the Kid. This is an underrated nickname. This is a good one. Real name, Henry McCarty. If you don't know Billy the Kid, something, um, you're missing something in your life. He's an Old West outlaw, of course. Again, I probably have a soft spot for him because I grew up loving the movie Young Guns. Anybody with me on that movie? 80s, 80s great movie, right? Uh, Emilio Estevez. Number seven, The Rock. Birth name, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Who doesn't like The Rock? His performance in The Tooth Fairy alone puts him in my top 10. I love that movie. It's a good one. Number six, Alexander the Great. <laughs> Ancient Greek conqueror of the third century BC. Y'all know Alexander, right? Here's the thing I think. He's the OG of the greats. A lot of people have tried to take this nickname, Muhammad Ali, Wayne Gretzky, but this is the real one. This is the greatest. Alexander belongs to him. Number five, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Formerly Snoop Doggy Dog, but now he is Snoop Dogg. You probably don't know his real name. It is Calvin Brodus Jr. By the way, we also call Brody Brodus. Um, anyway, number four, here we go. The king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. This is, again, the top 10 best nicknames of all time. I don't believe he deserves this title, the king. That's just my opinion. However, it is his title, and I have to respect the fact that his nickname is the king. That's a pretty great one. And so he takes that one at number four. Number three, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, name given at birth, of course, was George Herman Ruth. Arguably number one on many people's list, I would think. But he comes in at number three for me because I'm not a big fan of the Baby Ruth candy bar. <laughs> Just leaves me wanting, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> number two, number two, JFK, John F. Kennedy. Here's the thing. I know this is just initials, but if you can be known by three letters, that's, that's baller. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's only a few. There's FDR, there's MLK, and there's JFK, right? Here we go. And number one, you all ready? Give me a drum roll. Air Jordan. Air Jordan, right? Come on. Air Jordan, Michael Jordan, how can the... I mean, this is the nickname, right? Synonymous with greatness, synonymous with a brand, synonymous with championships, and of course, an entire sport. Plus, he was my childhood hero, so of course, he has to come in at number one. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed my top 10 list. Give it up for top 10 list. I'm sure this is why you came to church today, to hear about Brody and Fresh Prince, right? <laughs> well, just having a little fun, but we're about to get serious. Y'all ready to get serious? This is church. We got to get serious about the Word of God. So let's do it. Everyone say names. In my research for this message, I came across an article in the Washington Post about about the power of nicknames. And there was a quote in there that I thought was quite interesting by a professor who actually studies nicknames, which goes to prove that apparently any field of study is possible, friends. You can study whatever you want and become an expert about what he, but well, what he said I thought was quite insightful. I'm gonna read it to you. He said this, nicknames communicate familiarity. They communicate social closeness. You will see nicknames when a culture feels close to a person in our current culture, meaning American culture, there has been a distancing of people from popular figures. For example, when an average baseball player makes millions of dollars a year, the nickname Babe doesn't seem appropriate anymore. In other words, what, what Paul Leslie, this uh, nickname professor says, is that the more familiar you are, 
And the more close you are, the more willing you are to bestow on someone a nickname. But the more distance you are and the less familiar you are, the, 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 the more resistant you would be to resonating with some sort of nickname or term or even a title of honor. For example, he uses the sports analogy, for example, right? A generation or two ago, if you, if you remember, there were sports nicknames. We still have them today, but it's nothing like it was a couple generations ago. And it's because in this example, as fans, we feel less close and less familiar to players who live extravagant lifestyles. Therefore, we don't relate to them like we used to. And, and, and I make this silly point because I think we can pull something rather important as we get into this topic today, this important, kind of an important reality from this dying art of really nicknames that we give to athletes, so forth, so on, because we need to feel familiar and we need to feel close with the names that we give to people and more importantly, the titles we give to people in our life. Believe it or not, this brings us to Jesus today in the book of Luke. We're in it. We're going to go. We're staying in Luke 1 today. And we read an important passage about the name of Christ. We're actually going to really just focus on this one part of Scripture today. We sang about the name of Jesus today, but it says this in Luke chapter 1, verse 31. It says, you will conceive, this is an angel speaking, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. You're to call him, you're supposed to name him Jesus. He will be great, everyone say great. great. And he will be called, there's another one, he will be called the son of the most high. So the holy one, which could be called another one, will be born and will be called another one, the son of God. Now, in the Gospel of Matthew, it actually adds a little bit more to this particular passage that Luke writes, and I just want to read it. Matthew 1, verse 21, it says, So she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. The same exact quote the angel makes, right? But then Matthew adds this little detail in this next line. And he adds, Because he will save his people from their sins. Now, Jesus in the original Hebrew is the name Yeshua. Everyone say Yeshua. Yeshua. Let's say it like we mean it. Say Yeshua. Right, Yeshua means God is salvation. So that's a great name, right? Of course, Jesus' name, Yeshua, means God is salvation. That's a good name, I get it. But at the time, believe it or not, the name Jesus was a very common name. It was like an average Joe name. No offense to the Joes in the room. It was just a common name, nothing, nothing special about it. And so the angel tells Mary to name this baby, her son, with a common name. We'll talk more about it in a minute, because that's important. Matthew goes on. He says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Now, who's the prophet? The prophet is a guy named Isaiah. And this is what Isaiah said. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him, another name, Emmanuel, which means God with us. So we have a lot of names already, right? We have barely got into this. But let's flip over to that verse in Isaiah. Let's get our Bible study on today. Matthew quoted it, so let's turn over to Isaiah 7.14. It'll be on the screen, of course. It says, therefore, and again, this is kind of quoting what Matthew said, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You guys are on it today. This is good. Now, this scripture in Isaiah was written as a prophecy 700 years before Jesus 
was born. Now, in case you aren't familiar with the Bible, let me just give you some really basic understanding. Jesus was born about 2,000 years ago. And before Jesus was born, there were the scriptures. But there was, it was only what we call the Old Testament today, which is about the first two-thirds of the Bible. The last third is the New Testament, which is the story of Jesus and his followers. But prior to Jesus being born, there was a scripture written by Isaiah as a prophetic word about a baby that would be born and how it would be born to a virgin, and then went ahead and gave that future baby a nickname, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isaiah goes on in chapter 9, he keeps writing about this coming Messiah that would come. And in verse 6 of chapter 9, this prophetic word, again given hundreds of years before Jesus shows up in a manger in Bethlehem, this is what it says, for us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called, he will be called, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, of the greatness, everyone say great, there's a lot of great about Jesus. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. So how many names are we already up to, right? He will be named Jesus, Yeshua. God is salvation, right? He will be called Son of the Most High. He will be called Son of God. He will be called Emmanuel, God with us. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we're just getting started, friends. You understand, we're talking about the names of Jesus. How many know that the closer you are to Jesus, the more familiar you are to Jesus, the more his names mean? You see, we're talking about we're talking about we give names and titles and assignment to people we feel close to and familiar with. And there are a lot of names for Jesus to describe the character of who he is and who we believe Jesus to be. I want to show you a picture, picture of a, the classic nativity, right? How many of you have a nativity in your house or you had one growing up? You know, you've had one of these in your house. This is the one in our house. And every year we put it out. And it's, it represents a couple things, right? It represents, of course, a tradition, a decoration. But it's more than that because we know it represents a story. It represents a miraculous story of wonder. I want us to think about for just a moment how God showed up into the world through Jesus. This nativity scene, although it's not completely accurate, <laughs> we don't know if the, we don't know if the the wise men were really at the manger. They might have been at the house a few weeks later. It doesn't matter. But there's this picture of this baby, right? There's no question that in most of, for most of us, we lose the wonder, the mystery, and the miracle of the story. We just do. Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of the Most High, he comes and he was born to a young teenager. He comes to the weakest... He comes as the weakest of the weak, as an infant with no power, no influence, no ability to even feed himself. He chooses two young, unassuming, ordinary people and Mary and Joseph. He grows up in a small, dismissed, marginalized town called Nazareth. And on top of all of that, he was named Jesus, a common name. 
He's not named the rock. He's not the babe. He's not heir Jesus. He could have been, but he just went with plain old Jesus. There is something about the story and even the name of Jesus that should be a little bit confusing to us, a little odd to us, a little strange. Why would God show up in the way that he did? Why did he choose to come into this world in such a common way? Think about it. If you were the son of God and you were going to show up in the world, how would you do it? How would you do it? I think I would do it in a spectacular fashion. You know what I mean? I'd be like, When's a great moment to show up? How about I parachute into the Super Bowl and I'll just hit it with off at the bang. I'm going to heal some injured players, get them back in the game. I'm going to do the whole like fish and bread thing. Give me two hot dogs, five buns. Watch this. I'm going to feed everybody in the bowl. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking I'm going to show up and show off because I want to know everybody to know that God is in the building, right? I want everybody to know that God has showed up. The King of Kings is here. But he doesn't come with flash. He doesn't come with a resume that says, hey, look, everybody, I'm worthy to be praised. He shows up in the world as a baby in a nowhere town amidst a scandalous pregnancy born in a barn, he comes in the most humble of ways. And I wonder if he chooses a humble way, a common name and a common town, born to a common people so that we can have one Lord in common. Because I wonder if he's like, listen, I want you to be able to relate with me, to be able to understand me, to be able to connect with me. And this is the way I'm gonna do it. I'm not going to be so distant from you and so elevated from you and so above you that you can't understand me. I'm actually, we actually can come to him because he came to us. He came to be hope, peace, love, joy to all people. And I wonder if we can feel close and familiar with him because of the simplicity of not only how he came, but even who he is and what he's named. You see, there are some miracles that are for a certain time and a certain place, spectacular miracles, whether it be healing or breakthrough or deliverance, all those things are wonderful and they they have their time, their place, their purpose, all those things are good. Jesus says that we can ask anything in his name any miraculous thing in his name, and and, and there is a time and place that those things occur, but there are other times that I believe the miracles of God are simply found in the names of Jesus. That there is a reason there are so many names, plural, right? There are over 200 names in the Bible that are assigned to Jesus. We obviously can't go through all of them today. I didn't make a top 10 list of that. But today I am praying, I am praying for miracles found in the name of Jesus. See, some of you need Jesus right now to come through for you, right now. You need Jesus to meet you where you are. You need the closeness and the familiarity of who Jesus is in your life. You need him to draw near to you because you feel alone or afraid or angry or tired or bored. 
Or maybe you felt shame or pain or guilt and you just need the grace and mercy of Jesus right now. Or maybe you're on the other side of it and you feel energized and you feel ready to run and you are on all-out pursuit and you just need Jesus to come alongside you and you need him to be your guide, your leader, and to make sure your heart stays right. And you're just like, God, will you lead me into this season that I'm so ready for? There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen? I want you to think about his names. We read it in Isaiah says that he's wonderful counselor. He's wonderful. Stephen was talking to me earlier this week, and he's like, I haven't always thought about counseling as wonderful. Often counseling is a difficult process, yet here's some good news that Jesus comes as a wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. He's able to take care of any challenge. Sometimes we need the might of Jesus, don't we? We're at the end of our rope. We feel spent. We feel depleted. And we just need the might of Jesus in our life. You see, I'm praying that there's miracles found in the name of Jesus. Some of you need to connect with who Jesus is. We call him these things because he is these things. He's everlasting father. Do you need the never changing, always present, dependable, trustworthy work of Jesus in your life? So many of us, we deal with a life that is definitely not everlasting, but it's constantly changing. Things are getting canceled on us around every corner. We're getting kicked out, stopped, trampled on, whatever. And we need the everlasting presence of Jesus in our life. We need something that's stable and strong. He's the Prince of Peace. You know, this week I was, I was reminded of all the things in my life that I need peace for. I was spending time with our Advent theme, which this last week was the theme of peace, and I just started to think about how many things in my life feel shaky, uneasy, anxious and I realized I lack confidence in things and peace actually breeds confidence when I have peace on something I'm confident about it right perhaps for you today it's like I, I need confidence in my life I don't feel confident about these things aka what you need is Jesus to be the prince of peace There's a whole bunch of other names that we've assigned to Jesus. Again, I'm not going to go through all 200 of them, but Jesus is called in John 8, 12 as the light of the world. Do you feel like part of your life is living in the dark? You hide it. You don't want anybody to know about it. And you just need the light of Jesus to come in and shine light and truth into that space so you can be set free by the goodness of the light of God. Jesus is called the deliverer. Romans eleven twenty six. 26, he can deliver anything. We can cry out, deliver me, Lord. I need you to deliver me from sin, from shame, from guilt, from bitterness. I need you to deliver me, Father, from the things that are keeping me from who you want me to be. Set me free, deliver me, Lord. 
He's called the great healer. We call out in the name of Jesus for healing. When we pray healing over any person in this church, we do it in the name of Jesus. There's no other power than the name of Jesus. So when we pray, it's not us, it's the power of Jesus moving in people's life, whether that be for physical, emotional, spiritual, mental healing of any type, we believe Jesus can be the one to heal. He's the healer. Jesus says in John 14, 6, he says, I'm the way. That's actually a name of Jesus. I'm the way. I'm the one, if you're looking for direction in life, if you don't know where to go, if you don't want the future holds, if you don't know how to live, if you don't know how to behave, I am the way of life. I'm the way to live. You want to know how to live a life? Follow me. I'm the way. He goes on. He didn't just say I'm the way. He says, I'm the truth. I'm the truth. There are so many untruths in this world, so many foundations people build upon that aren't rooted in truth. He's saying, listen, I'm the only source of truth. If you wanna build your life, if you're tired of asking yourself, what do I really believe about this in the world? He's saying, you're not gonna get answers unless you build your foundation on me as your truth. Maybe today you gotta to say, that's it, that's, that's the name I need to cling to, the truth. He says, I'm the life. That's a name for him. I'm the life. For so many of us, life is fleeting, life is partial, life is not quite full. And he says, I am the fullness of that life. You want to experience life not only here, but forever in eternity. It's through Jesus. He says, it's bestowed upon him in Luke chapter one, right before I read this idea that he is the son of God. It says that he is the holy one in Luke one, the holy one. We call Jesus the holy one. And so many, so many of us, I think we dismiss this idea of holiness in our life. But when we say there's power in the name of Jesus, it's saying, Jesus, I need you to come in my life and allow me to live a holy life. Not one that is rooted in and, and the worldliness and constantly one foot in the dark and one foot in the light, but I truly want the cleansing power of Jesus to come into my life so I can live a righteous, holy life before him because I love him and that's what I want my life to be. We need the Holy One to change us. He says, I'm the King of Kings. There are so many competing kings in your life, so many things that we can idolize and we can worship in this world. Jesus said, no, 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 there's not many kings. The scripture says there's one king and it's Jesus. There's nothing else that can take the place of our heart. We partial, we, we start to parse out our heart and we give affection and kingship and, and worship to so many things. And there's, there's a single-mindedness about the king of kings. There's one king. He says, I am savior. Jesus, Yeshua, God is salvation. Jesus is our savior. We all have to be saved. You're like, saved from what? Jesus says, listen, I've come to save you from an eternal separation from God, from an eternity in hell, and I want to give you the gift of life and eternity in heaven. That's just the truth, right? I'm saving you from separation. I'm saving you from torment. 
I'm saving you. And it's through Jesus. He says the only way that one can be saved is by first confessing Jesus as Lord, another name, Lord of Lords, confessing Jesus as Lord and believing that God raised Jesus from the grave. Anyone that does those things will be saved. You know, if you confess and you, that Jesus is Lord, you've made him King of Kings, Lord of Lords in your life, and you believe that God raised him from the dead, well, the only reason you can believe that is you believe that Jesus is who he said he was, that he was the Son of God, the Son of the Most High. Otherwise, you wouldn't believe that anyone would be raised from the dead. But if you want to do, I mean, if you need Jesus to be your Savior today, it's that simple. It's confessing and believing that he is who he said, believing in his names, that he is the Son of the Most High. He is God with us. I want to end today back in Luke. Real simple. We started in Luke 1. I want to end in Luke 2, verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. He's talking to the shepherds this time. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior, another name, has been born to you. He is the Messiah, another name, the Lord, three names. Then later in verse 21, the official moment of naming Jesus happens. It didn't happen actually until this day, eight days after Jesus was born. It was time to circumcise the child and he was named Jesus. You see, the names of Jesus build our closeness they build how familiar we are with who Jesus is. And so let me ask you as we close, who do you need Jesus to be today? What's the name of affection and closeness and familiarity that you need to call out to today? You see, when we call on the name of Jesus, we have to remember we can call on the names of Jesus. I'm not suggesting we can make Jesus whoever we want him to be. When I say, what do you need to call out for Jesus to be today? We just got to remember there's over 200 distinctions and honors and titles and nicknames given to Jesus. You see, Jesus has become, he has come to be the miracle that we all need at all times. So if you need a miracle today, right? If you need anything today, any cry, any need, any hope, we can call on the name of Jesus, on the many names that he has. And today I just really wanna encourage each and every one of us to consider, how do I need to call on the name of Jesus today? I don't wanna just say that statement, I really wanna fill in the blank. I'll put these names that we've sort of been talking about on screen. It's a whole bunch of them, right? There's a few that we haven't talked about up there, there's more that we could put up there. Who do you need Jesus to be today? What's the name of Jesus that you need to call on? You see, the names of Jesus, these, these themes of Advent, they give us hope, they give us, they show us his love, they give us peace, they fill our heart with joy. I, I believe there's gonna be a name that the Spirit of God is gonna put on a lot of our hearts, the one that's for you today. I believe God wants to break off bitterness today. He wants to be the God of 
grace and truth. Jesus is called grace and truth. I believe God wants to help someone understand how to really call him savior in your life. There's no more doubting, no more questioning, no more, no more any of that. It's time to get serious and to say, I need to definitively call Jesus my savior. That's the name of Jesus I need to call on today. It may be healer. I believe God's calling some of us to do significant things in our life in the coming days and weeks. And it's the name of Jesus that's going to push you across, across the line. As faithful, as Lord of Lords, as King of Kings. I just want to pray and I, I really want to just allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to speak to us today because there is power in the name of Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me? There is power in the name of Jesus and God, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for the names of Jesus. We want to thank you for how good you are. We want to thank you that that you came in such a way that we could be close to you, that we could be familiar with you, that we can understand you, that, Father, even in the way you've entered the world, that, Lord, we can, we can understand just a little bit more about who you are. So, Lord, we declare you are the name above every name. Right now, I just... If you have to look at the screen, I think if it's not up there, you can put it back up there, just all the names. If you need to look at the screen, you can look at the screen. Just find, find one of the names of Jesus that just speak to your heart today. But if it's Savior, I wanna, I wanna pray with you. If it's Savior, I want you to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes. If it's Savior, if today is the day that you need to make the today as the marker in your life of your salvation, I wanna, I wanna lead you in a prayer. I believe God's already been speaking to you right as I, I, I used that name of Jesus a few minutes ago. And so if you're ready, if you're like, this is the day, I want you to pray this prayer. Just repeat what I say. say. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Just repeat that. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Now say, I make you, I want to make you my Savior. I want to receive your gift of salvation. I want to make you my Savior. I want to receive your gift of salvation and make you my savior. Now the word says we got to just come to him, confess our sins. So Lord, we confess our sins. Pray that. I confess my sins and I ask for forgiveness. I confess my sin and I ask for forgiveness. And I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. And close your prayer with this. I commit my life to you. I commit my life to you. That's everybody's head bowed. Just bow your heads if you haven't. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you speak to us? We call out on you today, Jesus. We believe that you can be the miracle that all of us need at all times, no matter what we cry out for. It's found in the name of Jesus. As we sing in just a moment, this altar is going to be open. I want to encourage you, come. 
bow before your king today. Lift up a song to him and cry out to the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We ask you to move however you want during this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at OKC communitychurch.com.